to Grace and Glory, the radio ministry of Grace Valley Christian Center, featuring biblical teachings of the Christian faith with Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and former professor in Greek and theology. Pastor Matthew holds degrees from Westminster Theological Seminary, and he pastors Grace Valley Christian Center in Davis, California, adjacent to the University of California at Davis. Join us today for part one of a special Christmas message, Who is This Child? If you have your Bible with you, turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 30. Now here's our teacher, Pastor Matthew. In the fullness of time, about 2,000 years ago, born of a woman, born under the law, came a baby. And we are told he was wrapped in rags and lying in a manger in the city of David in Bethlehem. The question we must ask is the question Jesus himself asked as he grew up. And we hear him asking this question in Caesarea Philippi, just north of the Sea of Galilee. He asked this question to his disciples. The most important question in the whole world. And I'm asking this question, who is this baby? Who is he? Jesus asked, who do they say that I am? And they replied, they say John the Baptist. They say Elijah. They say one of the prophets. But they did not say many other things that people spoke about. This baby, this Jesus Christ. They say, you are a glutton. You are a Samaritan. You are demon possessed. You are a sinner. You are a blasphemer. You are a carpenter's son. And finally, you are a crazy man. Jesus asked to his own disciples again the question, Who do you say that I am? The answer came from St. Peter representing the disciples. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to tell you this question is most important. Because one's eternal destiny depends upon the answer. That you gave the, to this question. In the fourth gospel. The author gives. A very clear answer. To this question. In his introduction. In the prologue. The first 18 verses of his gospel. John wrote this gospel to non-believers. And this gospel reveals to them. The person of Jesus Christ for the purpose that they trust in him and receive 
eternal life. So in the conclusion of this gospel, chapter 20, let me read to you from verse 30 and 31. Jesus did many other miraculous signs. And you know the signs that he performed. He performed for the purpose to manifest his glory. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples. Which are not recorded in this book. But these things are written that you may believe. See, it is written to pagans, to unbelievers, that you may believe. Believe what? That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So the writer is giving us under the inspiration of God. The very words of God. I want you to know it is not the author's opinion. All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness. The writer spoke from God as he was carried along by the Holy Spirit. Does people celebrate Christmas this season? Will you consider this question? Who is he? Who is this baby? Wrapped in rags. And lying in a manger. As he grew up he said. The son of man has no place to lay his head. The answer to this question. Causes vast majority of people around the world to curse Jesus Christ. Reject his claim and come under judgment. Have you not heard in your own life. People using the name of Jesus and Christ as curse words. Others, a minority of people, the answer to this question will cause them to fall down in humility, in faith, in repentance, and worship him, sing to him. What Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And it is my prayer that you belong to the latter category of people. The minority. The minority of people. Who on the basis of the knowledge of who this person is. Will repent and believe and fall down and worship. The Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to the first chapter of John. And verse 1. And it says, NRK in Hologos. In the beginning 
was the word. What do you mean in the beginning? What's the meaning of it? It means it is pointing to in the beginning. He's pointing to not the beginning of creation. It is pointing to timeless eternity. It is speaking about the pre-existence of this baby. In the beginning means before the creation. Before the universe was made. In the beginning here means eternity. And we know this from 17th chapter of John. And verse 5 we read, And now Father glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you. Pro tuton cosmon I before the world began. Or oh, look at 17th chapter of John verse 24. Father I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Pro catabolis cosmo. Before the foundation of the world was laid. You want to know who this baby is? Let me tell you. He is from eternity. He was. He was existing from eternity. There was no time when he was not. You take his name as a curse. Let me tell you who this Jesus Christ is. The beginning was the word. Hologos. The word expresses one's thoughts. The word reveals one's thoughts to others. Understand this much. The word reveals God. This one is the revealer of God. To us. Without him, you wouldn't know him. The word is personalized in the Old Testament. Psalm 33 and verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, in the 19th chapter, we read in verse 13, He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And his name is the Word of God. The Word is the revealer of God's thoughts to us. And so we notice then, the Word is eternal. The world is not eternal, the Word is. And he is the cause of the very existence of you. As well as everything else in the universe. 
And then John tells us, Kai Hologos in Prostontheon. And the word was with God. The Greek text, text tells us the word was toward God. You know what that means? It is speaking a number of things. First, it is speaking about the equality of this word to God the Father. But it is also speaking about the distinction from God the Father. God exists in three persons. One God. There is God the Father. And there is the Word who was toward God. Distinct in terms of personality. Equal with God. Distinct from the Father. Speaking about the second person of the Trinity. One God in three persons. A difficult concept for human beings to understand, but it is the declaration of God's infallible word. And not only that, it means intimacy, fellowship, communion. And we read about it in the 17th chapter of St. John and elsewhere about this communion. Let me read it again, verse 5. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Fellowship, intimacy in the one Godhead among three persons. You want to know more about it? Look at verse 18 of chapter 1 that says, No one has ever seen God. Not even Moses saw God. Physical beings cannot see the invisible being of God. But but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's breast, Father's bosom, that very word tells us this intimacy, this fellowship, this communion. And the word was with God. Equality, distinction in terms of personality, intimacy. And if you turn with me to 15, the chapter of God, of John in verse 26. We read when the counselor comes. Whom I will send to you from the father. The spirit of truth. Who goes out from the father. He will testify about me. Notice the trinity. There is God the father. There is the word. There is the one and only. The only begotten son. Second person of the Trinity. And the Holy Ghost who proceeds from the Father and the Son. One God. In three persons. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. And then it says. Kaiteos en hologos. And in the Greek text. The predicate is put first. Theos. The subject is hologos. The word. John is emphasizing.
emphasizing who this word is. Therefore, he puts it first. And without the article, God is the word. But God is the predicate. It describes who the word is. You want to curse him? You want to blaspheme him? You want to disobey him? You want to treat him with contempt? And here it is. God! In other words, this word is God. All the fullness of deity dwells in him. Uncreated, self-existing, self-sufficient, infinite, eternal, personal. God is. Yes. And this speaks about the unity of the being of God. One God. And yet, three distinct persons. Unity of being and plurality of persons. And intimacy and fellowship and communion within the Godhead in these three persons. Therefore, let me tell you, God didn't have to create anything. Some people say God is love. He had to create something to love it and to be loved by it. No, there was love and fellowship and everything within the persons. Three persons of one God. In other words, the word in a sense was God. The word always was God. The word was existing always. The word was uncreated. The word was deity. God. You want to curse him now? You want to mock him now? You want to philosophize away him now? Now let's look at verse 3. Pantadi out to Egeneto. Through him all things were made. And John tells us this positively and negatively. To emphasize the truth that all creation came through Jesus Christ. The word is not part of creation. The word is not the highest creation. The word created everything, visible and invisible. This speaks against monism. This speaks against pantheism. This speaks against the idea of the eternity of matter. The world is not eternal. It had a beginning. And it, the beginning was given to it by the word. And not only that, let's look at verse 4. And out in him was life. Life. In other words, the word is the source of all life. In him is the location. You want life? It is to be found in him. He embodies all life, physical and spiritual. Who is this baby? Oh, you find him in verse 17. Who is this baby? He is the very source of your life. You breathe because of him. 
the bird falls to the ground at his will in him remember he said i am the way the truth and the life remember he said the purpose of my coming into this miserable wretched world of darkness and death and destruction the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly these things are written that you may believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and by believing that you may have life in his name no wonder at the tomb of lazarus jesus said i am the resurrection and life then he said lazarus come forth he came forth in him was life the next thing it says is this and the life was the light of men is light the word gives general revelation we are his creation by creation we are to come to know his everlasting power and divinity but he gives also special revelation through his life and death he gives us knowledge of god the father that knowledge comes to us through the revealer the word look at verse 9 the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world the word the second person of the trinity is the true authentic revelation he is the ultimate light he is the sun not the moon he is the sun the very source of light and we are told he shines a present tense and he is shining right now he is shining shines in the midst of darkness moral corruption falsehood errors cults religions philosophical speculations in the midst of such darkness praise be to god light shines shines for you and shines for me and look at verse 9 again the true light that gives light to every man nobody is going to come to god and make any excuse man is without excuse because the word as given revelation we are creation as well as the declaration of the gospel which revolves around his life and his death it enlightens every person without the word there shall be no light in a fallen world and if it enlightens every person then he is responsible for that knowledge you are responsible to respond to this christ to worship to adore to fall down to repent and to believe or curse him and be eternally damned by the same christ to whom all judgment is given turn with me to 
the book of Hebrews that tells about this revelation. The ultimate revelation, the perfect revelation, the final revelation has come down in Jesus Christ. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. His light the only light, the ultimate light, the perfect light, the authentic light. Turn with me to chapter 1 and verse 18. No one has ever seen God. And I said, no man can see God. God is spirit. And a physical human being cannot see him. But... God, the one and only, speaking about this word, he is God, who is at the breast of the Father, speaking about that intimacy and fellowship. It is he who knows the Father comprehensively. And it is he who exegeted this God, the Father, to us explained, interpreted, so that you can understand that God loves sinners. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever may believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is exegete par excellence. He is the only one who is able to reveal to us God the Father. Not comprehensively, but in a revelation by which we can be saved. You have been listening to Grace and Glory with Pastor P.G. Matthew. This has been part one of a special Christmas message, Who is This Child? Tune in next week for part two. You can receive a free transcript of today's program or a cassette for $3. You might want to get a pen and write down our address and phone number. If you're interested in one of our recent series, just call us now at 530-756-5255. We're available to take your call. That's 530-756-5255. Or you can write us at Grace and Glory, 27173, County Road 98, Davis, California, 95616. If you're right, be sure to include the date and subject of the requested program. We invite you web users out there to log on to our website at www.gracevalley.org. If you have sound capability, you can listen to this broadcast on our website. It's available 24 hours a day worldwide. We really enjoy hearing from our listeners. Please write us to let us know how you have benefited from this ministry. And if you've enjoyed the ministry of Pastor Matthew, come visit us at Grace Valley Christian Center. Sunday worship services are 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. with Sunday school at 9 a.m. Wednesday evening Bible study is at 7 p.m. A Bible study for international students is Monday evening at 7 p.m. Call for details. 
Grace Valley Christian Center also offers nursery services, children's Sunday school programs, junior and senior high youth groups, and a college ministry. Visit us this week. We're on Pedrick Road, just south of Russell Boulevard in West Davis. From Sacramento or the Bay Area, take I-80 to Pedrick Road. Travel north on Pedrick Road four miles, and Grace Valley Christian Center is on the right-hand side. Pastor Matthew is currently teaching a series on the book of Acts during Sunday morning services at 10 a.m. We remind you that this is a listener-supported program. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to give to this program, we welcome your support. Join us next week at the same time for another segment of Grace and Glory, Biblical Teachings of the Christian Faith with Pastor P.G. Matthew. Don't forget to write and be sure to tune in next week.